Welcome to the Lady Parts Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Stephanie Hack, the Lady Parts Doctor, and I am so grateful and so thankful that you are joining me today for another conversation around another topic in Lady Parts issues. Before we get started, a story. I haven't done a story in a little while, so we're going to start with a story today. Now, this is about a particular incident that occurred when I was in middle school and I'm going to share it with you. And I don't remember the exact details, okay? I don't remember the exact class. I don't remember the names or faces of all involved, but I do remember how I felt after the experience and that was guilty and unsure. It occurred during a class as we sat in our assigned seats, boys and girls, all intermixed, and at that time, you know, in school, you'd come in, you'd sit down and you have your backpack with you. We'd have our backpacks at our sides just for easy access and also because you wanted to have your eyes on your personal items at all times. This particular day, Kara, and I'm calling her Kara because I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name for some reason. I'm not going to go look in a yearbook, but I can see her face as clear as day. Kara had her backpack next to her as well, and she must have been completely engrossed in the lesson, whatever it was, because she failed to notice when one of our male classmates opened a small compartment in her backpack and produced an item that we were all surprised to see. It was a pair of balled up young woman or little girl's underwear. Now, the classmate, whoever it was, waved the underwear in the air, listening all kinds of giggles and laughter that were very typical of a bunch of 11 and 12 year old boys and girls. However, the underwear was not the main cause of the embarrassment for Kara. Okay. I mean, I'm already mortified for her, but it wasn't just the underwear. The underwear could be played off and easily forgotten. You know, a slumber party, a switch between mom and dad's house, something like that. But what caught the attention of the surrounding students was the very thin layer of dried fluid on the crotch of the underwear. Once someone pointed out, the teasing began and they were relentless. I mean, just Think back to middle school, and you can only imagine some of the things that were said. And Kara was mortified, rightfully so, just as any one of us would have been in that situation. Decades have passed, and I don't remember all the details, but I do remember feeling embarrassed for Kara. You know, I felt embarrassed, and I felt guilty because I didn't say anything, and I also felt unsure because I was like, probably, you know, 11 or 12 at the time as well. And I didn't know, was this normal? Was this a thing that, you know, you should have had I had that? And I can't honestly remember to tell you if I'd had the same experience, probably. But middle school is a time of puberty and periods, and we're all still learning our bodies. And the thought of someone examining my underwear in class and announcing their findings to all the seventh grade makes me shudder to this day. And I wish, I wish I had been able to stand up to the classmate who saw fit to embarrass her and had some crafty comeback. You know, maybe I could have said something to put him in his place or bury him under the building. But alas, I was 11 or 12. 
as well. And I did not do that. I also don't remember what happened after. And if the teasing continued beyond that period, or if it ended at the door, or if it continued throughout the year, you know, I don't remember, but I'm sure Kara does. And so why this long story to introduce this week's topic of discussion? Well, at some point, we've all been Kara. And at some point, we've all been me. We've all had someone point out something about our bodies or something our bodies did as weird, unnatural, or gross, or we've wondered the same about ourselves. To all the 11 and 12-year-olds out there and those who are older and still unsure, vaginal discharge is normal. It comes out as a creamy liquid and dries as a thin layer of paste that can form a crust on the crotch of your underwear. It does that, right? It does that. You've seen that. That's just the vagina doing its thing, cleaning itself and being its best self. Let's talk about it more in this week's topic, vaginal discharge. Is this normal? Where does vaginal discharge come from? Well, the vagina starts to make discharge during puberty, the vagina and the cervix. And normal discharge can range in color from clear to white and is mostly made of water. It also contains microorganisms, so things like bacteria and yeast. And it has an odor that is unique to the vagina. And you know what? It's not roses. It's not roses. And, you know, I don't want to... I'm going to go off on a medium or a small tangent here, but that is one of the biggest things that I have an issue with is that people with vaginas are taught that their vaginas should smell something other than smell like something other than vagina, right? Like it should smell like peaches or roses, or it should have like a rain scent. It's fresh. It's dawn on a new morning. No, it is vagina. And that is what a healthy vagina is supposed to smell like. And if your vagina does not smell like that, I'm concerned about your vaginal health. Okay. Tangent done. The discharge that we make keeps the vagina clean by removing dead cells from the lining of the vagina and will change depending on where you are in your menstrual cycle. And I'm going to be saying vagina a lot today. And I like to say vagina because I think that we don't hear vagina said enough. And the more I say it, maybe the more you'll say it, the more comfortable you'll become saying it if you're not already very comfortable saying it. And the more people we have saying vagina, the more quote unquote normalized saying vagina becomes. And I say the quotes around normal because I'm always hesitant to use the term normal, right? Normal is often used to make people feel bad about themselves and who they are. But in this, we're just saying normal is, it's something expected. It's something perfectly healthy and perfectly fine. Moving on. Why do I have vaginal discharge? Vaginal discharge helps to protect the vagina and urinary tract against infections and it provides lubrication to the vaginal tissues, right? So, you know, there are various times where a little vaginal lubrication goes a long way. How much discharge should I have? The amount of vaginal discharge depends on the person and it will change throughout your life and your menstrual cycle. 
Some people have a lot and they always see it when they look at their underwear and they feel perhaps that they need to wear a panty liner to stay dry. I don't recommend wearing a panty liner every day, but you know, if you know you have a lot of discharge at certain times, I certainly understand people wanting to wear panty liners to keep their underwear dry and just to keep feeling dry in general. Some people will have a little tiny bit of discharge and they seldom notice it. Some of us fall somewhere in between. The average amount is one half to one teaspoon, so about two to five milliliters of white or clear, thick, mucus-like, and mostly odorless vaginal discharge every day. And when I say odorless, I mean your vagina still smells like vagina, but there's not some other odor that becomes concerning to you. Now, again, this is just the average amount of discharge. Some people will have more, some people will have less. It's important that you establish your baseline so you know if there's a change. When should I expect to have more discharge? Discharge usually increases during times of higher estrogen. So times like ovulation, the luteal phase of the menstrual cycle, puberty and pregnancy, and when you're taining, uh, taking estrogen-containing medications, so things like combined birth control pills or hormone replacement therapy. During ovulation specifically, the discharge becomes thinner and more stretchy, kind of like a clear mucus that you can almost take and stretch out and take a look at. And so, you know, if the vaginal discharge increases during times of higher estrogen, you could also imagine that during times of lower estrogen, so for example, like after menopause or before you go through puberty, you might not have any discharge or you might only see a little bit. How do I know if my discharge is abnormal? Certain changes in your vaginal discharge and certain vulvovaginal symptoms can raise suspicion for an infection. And vulvovaginal symptoms mean certain symptoms that you're having that affect your vulva and your vagina. Abnormal changes include vulvovaginal itching, so itching of the vagina or the vulva, burning, redness, soreness, irritation, or swelling, pain with sex, pain with urination, pelvic or abdominal pain, foul odor or bad odor, foamy or greenish yellow vaginal discharge, blood tinged vaginal discharge when you're not on your period. And, you know, an occasional itch that comes and goes isn't super concerning, but an itch that persists, an itch that you have so much that you're scratching in your sleep, that is something that is concerning. And if you have any of those symptoms along with your vaginal discharge, it's something to come get checked out. What can cause discharge to be abnormal? Can you guess the two most common causes of vaginal infection? I'll give you a second. Three, two, one, shut it out. <laughs> okay. If you guessed yeast infections and bacterial vaginosis, you are correct. Ding, 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 ding. Well done. You've probably experienced an infection with at least one of these at some point in your life. A yeast infection often causes discharge to thicken. It becomes white in color and gets like a clumpy consistency, kind of like cottage cheese. You may just see it in the vagina. You may have it kind of all on the vulva or at the vaginal opening. This discharge is often accompanied by itching or burning of the vulva or the vaginal opening, also known as the introitus. Bacterial vaginosis has a discharge that is usually gray in color, has a fishy odor, and can also cause vulvovaginal irritation. 
Other sexually transmitted infections can cause a change in your vaginal discharge too. Things like trichomonas. Trichomonas can cause a frothy discharge that is gray, yellow, or green in color. While gonorrhea and chlamydia, those are often asymptomatic, meaning people often don't have symptoms, have no idea that they have them. But gonorrhea can cause a cloudy or yellow discharge. Another sexually transmitted infection that is really kind of just gaining more understanding and more information and people are becoming more aware about is mycoplasma genitalium. It's a common infection of the genitourinary tract and it can cause discharge to become white, yellow, or green. When should I get treated? Or when should I seek treatment? If you are experiencing any of these symptoms, please check in with your healthcare provider ASAP. There's no need to tough it out alone because doing so could actually cause more damage. If you are certain you know what's causing the symptoms, you may want to treat yourself first, right? Because, you know, you know you, you've had this before, you've had something similar, it's probably this, it's easier to just like treat for this before you're seen. But the thing about that is we're often wrong in our self-diagnosis and you could actually delay the treatment that's going to help you. So don't feel like you need to self-treat before you're seen in the office. You can just schedule an appointment to be seen. Don't worry about wasting anybody's time. It's your body and we want to keep you at your healthiest you. Should I douche to get rid of vaginal discharge? No, never, nope. Uh Uh-uh. Yikes. Mm Mm-mm. Douching involves flushing out the vagina with a liquid, usually water, vinegar, or some combination of fluids. Did you know that one in five women between the ages of 15 and 44 douche? I didn't even realize, I didn't realize that that many people still did because I spend so much time advising people not to douche. I just feel like people know not to douche, but it's, they don't. One in five is 20%. That's a lot of people. So that's why I am spending a little time discussing this topic further. Douching can change the balance of the microorganisms, so the bacteria and yeast, that live in our vaginas, and it can actually cause infections by causing an overgrowth of harmful bacteria. If you already have an infection, it can push the bacteria further up into your reproductive tract and cause a more serious infection like pelvic inflammatory disease, PID. So please, I beg of you, skip the douche, okay? How do I know what is normal for me. To figure out your baseline or your quote unquote normal discharge, pay attention to your discharge when you are not having any symptoms or specific vaginal concerns. When your discharge is clear or creamy, white or off-white, Watch how it changes throughout your menstrual cycle. Your menstrual cycle includes your period, right? That's the beginning of your menstrual cycle. And then the days in between or the days after that happen before your next period. So watch how your vaginal discharge changes throughout your cycle. Touch it, smell it. And if you're feeling really empowered, taste it too. There's no shame here. It is yours. And it is imperative that you know yourself. Do this for a few cycles and you will have a much better understanding of your discharge and when it's different. So hopefully this was a helpful introduction or review of the basics of vaginal discharge for you. If you have any questions, you know, we have some references where I got the information uh, for putting this podcast together. The references are always on the post on the blog. There is a blog that corresponds with 
every podcast on the website on ladypartsdoctor.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the blog, the podcast, which is on Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, um, our YouTube channel, or not our, my YouTube channel, my Instagram, Twitter, Instagram is Lady Parts Doc, not Lady Parts Doctor, just Lady Parts Doc. Twitter, everything. Let me know if you have any questions, if you have any stories, or you have any ideas that you want to share by emailing Dr. Hack at ladypartsdoctor.com. That's D-R-Hack, H-A-C-K, at ladypartsdoctor.com. Until next time.